Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Sunshine Signal podcast. Today, I am so excited to have Sip Hader with me. She is the fabulous founder of Array, one of my favorite supplement companies, and also the host of the Dream Bigger podcast. If you're like me, you probably tune in a lot or have seen her clips on TikTok or Instagram. Such a great wellness resource all the way around. But thank you so much for being here today, Sif. Thank you for having me. I'm honored. Absolutely. So why don't you just give my listeners a little bit of an insight into who you are and your backstory if they're not familiar with you, but you can kind of, I think it would be fun actually, if we went back in time a little bit to when you were in college. So I'm 18 right now, but a lot of my listeners are college or recently post-grad. So why don't you take us all the way back and you can kind of weave in starting array. So if you are in college and are I guess confused or kind of between two things as you're graduating, I just want to start this off by saying that is okay. I think that when I was about to graduate from college and, you know, everyone I'm sure has felt this at some point that you're supposed to have everything figured out. And I thought I knew what I wanted, but I switched career paths about four times before I got here. So just know that your twenties are for experimentation. And if you feel like really sure about one thing and then you realize as you get into it that you're not so sure about it, that's okay. So um, I went to college for something completely unrelated to what I'm doing right now. I was taking pre-law subjects, but what I really wanted to do, even like as I had entered college was to go to culinary school. Law school was a backup for me. I ended up doing neither of those things. But while I was in college, I was in like our... um, like student council and I was like the head of events slash like the social calendar. I really loved that. And so I love that and I love the communications piece of things. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go into PR. And so that's initially how I started my career. I went into PR, worked at an agency for a while and realized I was so miserable. Like I absolutely hated it. But my favorite part (laughs) while I was doing my job was writing press releases, which is not technically supposed to be fun, but I just, I really enjoyed that. And so I realized that I wanted to maybe start working um, at a magazine. And so back then um, magazines were only hiring people with like a journalism background or like some sort of experience in that field. So I decided to start my own blog and at the same time, get a post-grad um, diploma at Conninas College in London, like in the UK, um, just so I had like something in fashion to give me like credentials, I guess. And so I guess the great thing to come out of that was that I started my own blog, which I continued to work on while I then ended up getting a job at L. I run, I ran my blog in tandem with that, ran Instagram, kind of built up a community, ultimately left my job at L to become a content creator full time, did that for a few years. And then Array started in March, 2020. And we were working on that since 2018. So you can see like, I've kind of like done the whole gamut under the marketing sphere. I absolutely love so many things that you said. And I actually work for a magazine right now too, but Again, I don't need all those extensive credentials like you used to need for some sort of connection to get even your foot in the door to be considered for a position like that, which is just so exciting. I think something that I found recently, too, is that when you're ambitious and you're motivated nowadays and you're willing to reach out and connect to people, there's a whole different level of 
just being personable and being willing to learn and to work hard that you don't necessarily need that whole list of things like you're mentioning. But throughout all of those shifts and those pivots, I know I'm always really scared to change direction. And, you know, it's never bad. Anytime that I've ever done that, it's like, I think we can make it a lot more anxiety invoking than it needs to be. But how did you get over your fear of changing direction and really just embracing the unknown, even as an entrepreneur? I'm sure you have to make decisions on a day-to-day basis where you're like, okay, well, no one's ever done this before, or I thought we were going this direction, but now we're going a completely different route. I think that as a founder, you have to be really nimble and you can't get emotionally attached to any outcome. So I think now like we're almost four years into business. And so it's second nature to me that like we could be doing one thing and then completely abandoning it and changing course if it's best for the business the next day. It's funny because one of my team members was sick a few days ago or like a few weeks ago and she took off Monday or she was at work on Monday and then took half the day and then like came back to work on Friday. And she's like, I was, I was um, having a meeting with her on Friday and she's like, I was like, Oh, how are you feeling? And she's like, well, I'm fine, but you know, this is a Ray. And in the three days since I've been off, everything's changed. And I'm like, yeah, that's kind of the nature of working for a startup. So I think that you kind of have to be nimble. And if I could go back to my younger self, I think I would just say the same thing that don't be so precious when things change. Obviously, there's a difference between being completely directionless and then kind of like learning things from things that you do and applying it and kind of like getting closer to what you do want to do from like a career direction. You know what I mean? So there's the there's one concept which is like completely aimless in life like you're jumping from one thing to the next there's no through line whereas I think in my case in the case of a lot of other ambitious people who maybe don't get it right their first time around in terms of like their career choice it's more so like okay I tried this and these were the things that I really liked from it and this is what I was good at okay like where do I go from here So I I just think that being intentional and knowing why you're changing course is really, really important. No, I absolutely agree. Exactly. It's like, even if it's not the right thing, as long as you're taking some sort of skill away from it, or you're, I just think being fully present where your feet are and trying to soak up every bit of knowledge, even if it's not your dream job or dream situation where you're at, that will absolutely be applicable in the future. So I loved that advice, but why don't you share a little bit more about Array? Because it really is like, I call it the cool girl supplement company, honestly, when <laughs> I'm explaining it to my friends. You're one of the only people that I've seen in the supplement industry that has very modern and current branding and packaging that's so aligned even with how you market. If it's like for sleep or for heartburn or bloating where it's clear and it's not confusing. So why don't you share a little bit more about the brand and then even navigating the supplement world, because I know you said you were interested in the culinary industry initially, but the supplement industry is completely different. And I'm sure there's a lot to learn. Sure. Um, And thank you for that. I think that your um, story and your experience with the supplement industry is kind of why we decided to create Array. So on a personal level, as I was kind of navigating my early 20s, etc., I kind of had issues with the immune system for essentially the entirety of my life. Um, And I actually ended up 
fracturing a rib from a chronic cough back in my early 20s. And so when that happened, I was, of course, like very frustrated. And I went to my doctor and I was just prescribed codeine and kind of sent home. There was no plan of action. There was no, okay, like these are the steps that we're going to take so that this doesn't happen again. There was really nothing. And so at that point, I was like, okay, I am going to look into the holistic world, even though I was kind of a skeptic, because back then, just the industry and wellness as a whole was not what it is today. Right now, it's, it's this like, it's very cool. It's very accessible. If you want to learn about it, you can go on TikTok, you know, you can go to the cool grocery store or holistic spa, whatever, like back then, none of this existed. So it was just me researching on my own. And as I started to guinea pig on myself, I saw huge improvements in my own immune system. And then from there, I was like, okay, what can I apply here when it comes to things like my digestion, um, fatigue, anxiety, like all of these everyday issues that we deal with. And so it was me kind of using these products, like, like ingredient by ingredient, essentially, and having this massive cupboard full of like single ingredient products. And also then my friends coming to me and constantly asking for advice. I was like, wait a minute, why is this whole space so difficult to navigate? You know, like me as a consumer, I can go into Sephora and I can so easily find whatever I need for any skincare concerns I have from dark circles to acne to hyperpigmentation. It's all formulated by a chemist or a derm. It's results oriented. It's super, super beautiful. So I actually want to use it. Whereas the whole supplement world was so convoluted, it was so difficult to understand. No one knew what to take. And if they were taking it, they didn't know if it was giving them what they needed or not. And so that was kind of the, like the why behind Array. We wanted to create 100% natural targeted supplements that were really results oriented and really chic as well. So, you know, issues like bloating and heartburn, it's not necessarily sexy, but we wanted to make it something that people could much more easily talk about and, you know, take the taboo out of it. Because if you think about it from like a skincare perspective, it's not like acne is a sexy topic. And yet there's no stigmatization behind it anymore. Like there was in my mom's generation, because the skincare industry has done such a good job with that. So that's what we wanted to do with supplements. So that's a little bit of a background. That was absolutely perfect. And yeah, even on the note of acne today, it's like I've had some hormonal breakouts. There were girls in my class today with their pimple patches. Like everyone's just much more open, even with supplements. Totally. And because it is trendy, so many people are more interested or they're finding out about the supplement and health and wellness industry, which is great. But I also do know it can be really overwhelming, especially with a lot of the health trends. Berberine was a big one this summer, and you've done a lot of podcast episodes and kind of demystified that, like what the true benefits are, but what advice would you give to someone who's maybe completely unfamiliar with the supplement industry? Like they want to check out Array, but maybe they don't know what you should be looking for, or there's a lot of additives in certain supplements that aren't good for you, or especially like based on your body composition, you might have sensitivities to things like gluten or wheat or, you know, shellfish. There's a lot of additives and things. So What are some good rules of thumbs just to lay a healthy foundation for someone who might be completely new? So um, there's, I think, two prongs to this answer. Number one is building up, I guess, like the supplements that you really need. So in order to really figure out 
<clears throat> the building blocks of like a good supplement routine. You don't need all of the things. You just need some things. So the most common things that you should be adding to your supplement routine, which I'm sure if people get their blood drawn, they'll probably know that these are the things that they will be needing. Um, vitamin D, magnesium, high quality fish oil, um, vitamin C for the immune system. I feel like those are probably like the most basic, basic supplements. Beyond that, if you are wanting to build up a routine that's like very specific to you, I would actually recommend working with a practitioner or doing research on like what what is it that you're dealing with? And like, what are the specific things that help with that? The thing is that people will see their favorite influencer, whoever talking about a whole laundry list of products and go buy the same things, but actually zoom in on why they're using what they're using, right? So for example, like, if you are using berberine, like I, I was using berberine for, I still do use berberine. Mm -hmm. It's because it helps with blood glucose control. Like know why you're using what you're using is what yeah. I'm trying to say. You know, like don't just use it because it's trendy. Like actually try to understand why you're using these things for our product. And okay. The next, the next thing that I want to call out is things that you should be looking out for. So obviously you want to look out for things like GM, GMP certified, which is good manufacturing practices. That means that it's a high quality supplement. It's been kind of manufactured the right way. Um, obviously, if you are allergic to things, make sure that it's like gluten-free, like all the things free, you know, <laughs> and um, also look for what they're encapsulating it in. Is it a tablet with like, like, what is it? You know, for us, we use, um, a veggie shell and then powders, which are just like literally the herbs, minerals, vitamins go directly into the shell. So it's literally just a shell. And then the, the herbs that kind of go, that are the actives. Yes. So that's what you want to look out for. Just like pure minimal ingredients. The other thing is when it comes to blends, I think that if someone is new, they may feel like a supplement is really high quality if it has like a hundred different like trendy ingredients. That is not the case. You want to look out for supplements with less ingredients because it makes sure that they're more potent because you want to make sure that every ingredient that's in there has the right amount of product for it to actually do things, you know? So if, for example, like you see a product with like 10 different ingredients and ashwagandha is one of them, okay? We all know ashwagandha is good for the nervous system and like regulating stress slash cortisol levels. That's all fine and good. However, if the dosage is so low, it's not actually going to do that. It's just kind of there, but it has no impact. So um, you want to make sure there's less ingredients so that they're actually doing what they're meant to do. So those are like the nitty gritties of like what you should be looking for and like how to discern whether it's a good or bad product. For our product specifically, um, we wanted to make sure that everything was problem solution oriented. So you know, you need our products based on whatever issues you're dealing with. If you're bloated or you're having digestive discomfort or you're you know a hot girl with stomach issues, bloat that's your girl you know like it will help you no matter how like like whether you have like stomach issues here and there or if it's chronic similarly if you have heartburn take heartburn <laughs> if you want to get better sleep take sleep if you want to feel more calm and have like bouts of anxiety specifically during the day calm so our things are very like targeted um so there's no confusion as to why you should be taking 
certain things. Like, for example, I don't recommend that everyone takes our heartburn product. Why would you if you have no heartburn? So that was the whole purpose of kind of the naming convention and how we've done things. Because I'm not here trying to sell you every product that we carry. I'm here trying to solve your issues. And if you don't have any of these issues, then that's great. I'm so happy for you. But if you do, then we're here for you. (laughs) All of that was so helpful. And I do really love that array is so user-friendly, right? So it's like, if you are new, it's targeting exactly what you're experiencing. And I also love that you touched on the billions of ingredients because I have looked at so many supplements that I'm like, oh, it's great. And then you flip it over and you're like, well, why are there 50 things in here? Even if they're all superfoods, or herbs, but it's like 2% or like 10 milligrams, then that's going to do nothing. I feel like those were such good, helpful, basic rules just to integrate next time that you're shopping for supplements. So thank you for sharing that. And with that being said, I know that Array is definitely easy and one of the more glamorous brands on the market, but what are some wellness hacks or things that you do in your daily routine that might not be so sexy? Because I feel like the thing on TikTok is Everything has to look cute and be pretty. And yes, of course, like we love our ice rollers and going to hot yoga and Pilates and things that might look really gorgeous. But what are some things that you might just swear by that even if it's just like drinking water every single day um, or super simple practices that people might overlook because they're not the trendiest or they're very basic, but you just love. Um, the three things that have had the biggest impact on me as a human being are walking in the morning. Um, I listen to a book or a podcast while out for a morning walk. Everyone can do this. It is free. Okay. Just get out of your house and go for a walk. Okay. Number one, number two, journaling, get any notebook and start journaling. You can find prompts if you're new. You can make up your own prompts. You can write what's on your mind. Do whatever it is that you need to do. Focus on gratitude. I've been journaling since 2015, and it has changed my disposition. It, like, grounds me as soon as I start my day. It just helps me show up as the best version of myself. It is, like, for me, like, it's, it's like, a non-negotiable. And number three is working out. I go to the gym. I lift heavy weights. I love doing that. It makes me feel really powerful. It's therapeutic. It is great for my mental health. You can do whatever form of exercise suits you. It can be at-home Pilates. There's YouTube. You can do it for free. I used to use Blogilates on YouTube when I was a broke college student that just needed some form of movement. I couldn't afford anything because I was like, like literal new graduate. I did Blogilates for years. So I don't think that any wellness practice needs to be aesthetic for it to be like impactful. These are like three examples of things that everyone can do. Everyone has access to these things and, you know, it it doesn't need to be aesthetic. Um, It's like very basic, but they have a massive, massive impact on who I am as a person. Of course, like if you want things to be aesthetic, like, yes, like I drink water when I wake up every day. You want to go the extra mile, add in our Lodi puff drops, add in some electrolytes, like whatever things you want to do to sex up your water. But at the end of the day, even just regular water is great. Yes, absolutely. You know, no, totally. And I think that's so helpful just to remember it's like doing some things, even if they're simple and they're easy is better than not doing anything and being overwhelmed or feeling like it has to be all or nothing. And if it's not 
water with all your additives or if you're not paying for the $28 Pilates class, like it's better, like you, you're over, right? Like your day's ruined because it's really not. Um, wellness is a lot more simple than I think a lot of us make it. And all those things tied back into something I wanted to ask you about, which is your parasympathetic day. I think you usually do it on <laughs> days, but I yes. love this concept. And honestly, I think us college students need it because it is so hard to turn off oh, even yes. for one day a week and even for like half a day. It's so hard to like put the computer down, put the phone down, not being running around from one thing to the next. So why don't you just explain kind of what that means to you? What are some habits you fill your day with on Sunday kind of as like your reset day? Sure. So essentially I started doing parasympathetic days once a week on Sundays because I would come out of my weekends and I wouldn't feel like I was actually like reset you know I would feel still like I I was almost like going in from one week to the next versus like a clean slate and so I decided that I wanted to do like take a day essentially for intentional rest so minimizing social media consumption and usage, um, making sure I meditate in the morning, making sure I journal, making sure I do long walks, not a lot of like really strenuous workouts. So Sundays, I won't do a workout, like just lots of long walks, um, making sure that I'm not watching anything too um, stimulating on TV. So like, I'll stay away from like really like crazy action movies or thrillers, like more so feel good TV reading, basically like doing things to nourish me and center me. I'll also really not do any social plans on Sundays. Like if I have anything come up, I always say no, unless of course it's like a friend's birthday or like something I absolutely cannot miss, but that's rare. Um, So it's just my day to reset and recenter before the beginning of the week, just because we are always on overdrive because I find that nowadays we are overstimulated with everything from work to school to our phones to technology in general you know we're bombarded with so many different things and taking a day to kind of move more into the parasympathetic system helps like counteract that a little bit you know like you're not so stimulated like I'm not I'm not waking up and looking at my phone and thousands of notifications aren't pouring in like it's just a day for me to take to myself and so I've found that it's really really helped with everything from my quality of sleep to my resting heart rate to my HRV levels because of my parasympathetic day so the data is there as well um and it's just something that just allows me to step into the week feeling a lot better that's so perfect and that's something I definitely want to start implementing because my Sundays are generally more of like a yoga day and like I'll get coffee like a nice breakfast but it's also like usually the work day a lot of college students cram on Sunday and that's the feedback that I've been getting from a lot of my friends even who are post-grad they're like well Mm -hmm. especially if I have plans with friends on Saturday or you know Friday night or we're going out to dinner they're like I just feel like I have no time on my weekend and I am just rolling into the next week without ever really feeling rested and not feeling stressed so I think that's something that I know I would definitely benefit from and I'm going to implement and I'm sure a lot of girls listening in too um, will definitely find that helpful. But so if I'm really curious, like what's one thing that scares you? Because you've come across as so confident and I know that you've done so much work on yourself and you've dipped your toes into so many different industries, but like how do you work to overcome adversity? And like what's something that, you know, maybe people wouldn't expect that you're afraid of or something that still gives you anxiety? 
Um, okay. So I think something that has, I'm going to, I'm going to address the adversity thing first. Yes. So I'm a very stoic person. This is a learned skill, not something that I was born with. It's just something that I'm constantly practicing. And now it's second nature to me, whereby I don't think take things personally, and I don't let things ruffle my feathers. Um, I would like, like look into stoicism, because the thing is that everyday life throws shit at us okay like there's all kinds of shit that's thrown at us from like a work perspective school perspective personal life relationships there's no end to things that are thrown at us and I think the more we can temper our emotions the better we can move through life with a lot of grace um you know when I started Array I took like everything would be it would it would impact me because it's like my baby you know and anytime like something happened that was even beyond our control, I would feel like I was letting people down and I would get so upset about it. And I think what really shifted my perspective was one time, like something had happened and I called up my dad and I was like crying and I was like, Oh my God, like, what do I do? And he was, he's, he's a, an entrepreneur himself. And he was like, when you signed up to be an entrepreneur, this is what you signed up for. So this is literally a part of your job description, like challenges, not knowing things, um, things going wrong. These are all a part of your job description. So why are you crying? And that was like such a flip switch that happened because, you know, I just realized that I can't, I can't let things impact me so easily because a hundred things go wrong every single day. This isn't to say that, you know, no one can have a bad day. I of course have a bad day here and there, but this is just kind of like, it's just harder for me to have a bad day because, I just know that struggles are a part of life and it's kind of what builds character. So I would say like that is how I tackle adversity. If something comes my way, my mentality is it wouldn't come my way if I couldn't handle it. It's coming my way because I can handle it. And it's because I'm supposed to take something out of this and make things better. So I feel like that mentality really helps in terms of things I'm I'm scared of. Honestly, Haley, I, I can't, say I'm scared of anything anymore because I feel like again things are thrown my way I like like our business has been in operation for almost four years I've had near-death experiences like I've dealt with a lot of adversity in my life where I'm just like whatever life throws at me it's fine like I will deal with it and again like you know you're 18 I'm like in my 30s, like early 30s, this is something that has taken me a long time to work on. But, you know, in when I was, I think I was 19 is when I had my first near death experience. And I think that gave me a lot of perspective. And at that point, I was like, life's really short, (laughs) you can't be afraid of things. And I think like, when you have things like that happen, it just gives you a lot of perspective, and you just don't take things that seriously anymore. So I feel like, that like I don't know like those are like the little things that I've learned along the way (laughs) that was so beautifully said I really haven't heard anyone ever say that where it's like you've built enough self-trust and confidence in yourself just to be able to show up no matter the circumstances because you're strong enough with who you are as a person to just deal with it and yeah like I've never heard anyone respond like that before and I love it and I think it really just does attest to like that 
is true confidence, I think, is knowing, how, like, not needing to control the outcome or the situation, but just knowing that you're going to be able to show up and you're going to survive and you're going to work with whatever the situation is and be okay. Instead of trying to, like, micromanage, um, you know, like, every little thing that happens, whether it's in your relationships or in work. We actually just talked about that today in my entrepreneurship class. But on that note of, like, being confident and self-assured, how do you channel authenticity as a content creator and as an entrepreneur? Because I can imagine, especially having such a big digital presence, there might be any sort of external pressure to show up a certain way, you know, in business or with how you present yourself to the world or feeling like you need to be like so well in the scene, almost like granola-y in that like you can't care about like getting your nails done or your hair done or, you know, going the complete other direction, feeling like you have to be super serious and put together all the time in business and like not have any fun or not have, you know, a product that looks good and feels good. So how do you really stay true to who you are? And if you had any external experiences where you've maybe felt like, oh, like I'm really different than everyone else in this space, or maybe I'm doing this in a different manner. So I think that um, for me, I think the reason I'm able to show up authentically and not really care about what other people expect me to be is because that's kind of how I am in my personal life. You know, I I don't know if I'd be saying this if you asked me this when I was 16, because I really cared what people thought of me. And I think like over time, you've realized that everyone's too busy thinking of themselves anyway. And if they are thinking of you, they're probably going to forget in like five minutes. So of course, you know, I, I get like DMs from trolls or like people making mean comments or whatever. I don't know. I just like, I don't let it get under my skin because what are you going to do with that? Let it ruin your day. Like this isn't even someone, you know, you know, and I, I just like, like life's too short, <laughs> you know, life's too short. I'm not going to live my life. Um, trying to please other people because no matter what, you can't really please everyone anyway. So I just show up online with whatever I'm willing to share of my life. Um, and at the end of the day, like I am who I am. I share things that help me. If it doesn't help you take it or leave it. If it upsets you, like I can't help you. Like that's not my, you know, that's not my fight. Like that's you sounds like a you problem, not a me problem. And so that's kind of how I deal with it. No, that's great too. And I feel like when I look up to people like you, it's always because people don't censor themselves. I think there are incredible people who have built beautiful businesses, but there's a different type of energy that people carry themselves with when they're just being themselves and they're not worried about upsetting everyone. You're always going to have some sort of opinion or perspective that someone will disagree with, no matter what it is. You could literally be like, I love people. And someone would be like, eh, no, like, I don't agree with that. I don't oh, love all people. Like there's always going to be a different opinion. Literally always there's, I mean, I have, said like the most basic harmless things and people have like someone has gotten upset and so when you realize that you're like oh my god like someone will always find a fault and that's that's fine like th let them do their thing it sounds like they are dealing with something and you know you just move on with your own life you really can't make everyone happy <laughs> that's so true and I also loved what you said about just like life's so short, it is such a good reminder. And, you know, sometimes we do have those really 
big moments that change everything in our lives. For you, it was your near-death experience, or sometimes it's losing a family member or just having something really impactful happen that'll completely shift your trajectory. But what would you say in terms of someone, I know a lot of girls listening to this are very entrepreneurial as well, who maybe have an idea and they're like, okay, well, like, I really want to start the clothing line, or I really want to like, just quit my corporate job and start writing or have a blog or whatever it is, but they're just scared to jump in. It's kind of like, I have this idea, but I don't know if I should actually go for it. What would you say about that? Because like life isn't a dress rehearsal, but it can still be super scary to go all in on yourself, especially when you might not have built up that self-trust by, you know, betting on yourself before, if this is one of the first times that you're doing that. It is scary. And I'm not going to take away from that. Um, There's two ways of thinking about this. Number one, the tactical um, way of thinking about it, which is if you're going to start your own business, like how do I float myself financially? So maybe you want to start this as a side hustle while keeping like your job, or like maybe you want to have like a side job to kind of support you until your business takes off. That's the tactical side of things. So for example, um, when I was working on my blog, I had a job to support me while my blog took off, you know, so that's like the tactical side of things. And I, I think that you should be doing that until you have about like three months runway of like, am I able to pay my rent? Am I able to get groceries? Like, I'm not saying like have enough for like a super luxe lifestyle, but just like literally cover the basics. Okay. So that's the tactical side of things from, I guess, the emotional slash um, mental side of things. You know, I think jumping into a new venture can be scary because you may feel like, oh, my God, well, what are other people going to say? Like, are they going to support me? Like, are people going to get it? And I think that's the that's that part. I think you kind of just have to, like, brute force your way through it and just do it because, living a life where you are um, wanting to do things that fit the status quo slash don't ruffle people's feathers, you're going to regret it. And I remember when I had started my blog, I'd actually started it in college secretly before it was like a cool thing to do. And I didn't want to share it with anyone because I was like, what are people going to think? Like, they're going to think I'm some sort of like a crazy narcissist. And I wish I had just gone ahead and like shared it and not really cared because I would have been like literally one of the first people on the internet to be doing something like that, you know, so I was ahead of the curve, but I was too scared to put my work out there. And so whatever it is that you're wanting to do, you probably are going to have some people who don't really get it, or they may, I don't know, like discourage you. But I think that life is too short. And you just have to follow your instinct. Because like you're just going to constantly wonder, okay, what if, what if, what if, what if, so you may as well just do the thing, see what happens. And even if you fail, it's okay. Like a lot of successful people have failed over and over and over again until they land on the thing. So allow yourself time to experiment. And when you look back on your life, like the failures, like the little failures, they're not going to matter. Like, and neither is it going to matter. Like who said no to you? Like, you you just you can't live a life where you're wondering you know so I would just say go for it so helpful and it's it's scary but I think action honestly is better than regret and learning from that action because again even if it doesn't work out like you said at least you're taking something away from it 
rather than always keeping everything up in your mind. Um, and totally. I always look at it too. It's like, where would I be in four or five years if I did this thing or if I just stayed with what was comfortable? And I know like my life four years ago, if I didn't do things that push myself outside of my comfort zone would look completely different today, even with how I feel internally and my sense of self and like the things that I've been able to work on and the projects and the people that I've met. So I think that's also a good perspective to keep in mind too. It's like, if you're just out of college, like where do you want to be in four years? And you don't have to know what it looks Mm -hmm. like, but maybe think how you want to feel or something like what's the worst thing that can happen? It fails. Right. And then you tried it and it might lead you to somewhere else. So a beautiful insight, but I would love to know as we wrap up favorite array product that listeners should go and check out if they're new to array and also favorite dream bigger episode that you've done recently since it's like I know when people ask me that I'm like I cannot just pick one that's so mean but most recent favorite episode okay so product you should check out either the La Puff drops which we did in collaboration with Lauren from the skinny confidential just because it's very limited edition Love. I add it to my water every morning it's delicious it detoxifies it gives your digestive system a kickstart so it's a great product so either that or the bloat capsules I feel like you know the bloat capsules are the product that we are known for so you can't go wrong with either of those um for me personally I use sleep every night and I wear an aura ring and it tells me that my deep sleep levels are really really strong the days that I do take the sleep capsules so it's one of my favorite products so um that is that from the array standpoint. Now I am going to actually open up the Apple podcast app and tell you my <laughs> recent favorite episode because there is so many that I've done. Um, okay. So in recent days, loved the one that I did with Maggie Sellers. So it's all about investing, becoming an angel investor. Is so cool. That combination was like, it was so good. Y'all need to listen to that one. I'll link it in the show notes too. Just, it was so good, but love you. Yay. <laughs> yeah. She's, um, she's one of my best friends. And so it's like very easy to kind of have a friend on the podcast and you're just chatting. So I would say that one and probably the one that I did with um, Lauren Bostick from the Skinny Confidential. So a great episode. Um, I wanted to ask her questions she's not been asked in the past. And so we get that side of her, which I've never actually seen. Um, Again, Lauren's a friend. And so it's like really easy for me to have like good friends on my podcast and just talk. So I would say those two episodes are recent favorites. That is the best. And then last question for you. It's based on the tagline for the podcast, which is tune in and shine out. So it'll be two parts, but how do you tune in? So how do you get really centered and aligned with what you want? So you're clear. And then how do you shine out in the world? And what does that look like when you're showing up as the best version of yourself? Um, tune in. I like to journal. So that's kind of like how I center myself. Yeah um shine out I don't know like I guess it's just sharing sharing what I think will help people I think that's kind of my why in life like I I just really love to help people and so that can be through a skincare product that I think might change someone's skin or you know, creating a wellness brand or my podcast which I think will help people with information so I would say like that's kind of how I shine out. So beautiful. Well, thank you so much for being here today, Sif. 
I absolutely love talking to you. And there's so many helpful things that I took away from this conversation that I know everyone else listening will feel the same exact way. But where can everyone find and connect with you? Um, thank you so much for having me. This is so fun. I'm so happy I was able to do it. So people can find me all like on social media at Sif Hyder. You can find Array at Array.co on social and shop our products at Array.com. Beautiful. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. I'll catch you next week. And thank you again, Sif.